0: Hey
1: there,
0: (laughs) you're listening to Make New Friends, a weekly podcast about the trials and tribulations found in the realm of friendship. We're your hosts, Mary Aikman and Sienna Mooney. Let's make new
1: friends. Yes. I wanted to shake up the intro today, (gasps) y'all. Oh, geez. Yes. uh, You definitely shook it up there. Everyone was waiting for your, your, hey there. And you just came in with the nice, slow Intro. (laughs) I do what I can. You really do. You do the most, Mary. You do. (laughs) So, Mary, I have a scenario for you. Okay. You've just gotten home from a huge party at your friend Skylar's house. All right. Like you know, Skylar. Sky. I love Skylar. You've been friends for years. Like, oh, you had such a great time, and you met some new people. And you're really hopeful that you'll get the opportunity to hang out with these people again, you know, because they're Skylar's friends, and Skylar's pretty cool. Therefore, Skylar's friends are also pretty cool. Um, You get home, you log on to Facebook, and what do you see? You see a friend request from a girl you met briefly at the party named Rebecca. Oh, isn't that interesting? Well, I have a question for you, Mary. Mm. Would you say that Rebecca is a new friend... Or just an acquaintance?
0: Well, I would say that Rebecca is a acquaintance. Oh, yes. Yet, if I had for any reason needed to talk about Rebecca, I would say, my friend Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be really weird if you said, my acquaintance Rebecca. Yeah, true, true. But definitely an acquaintance for me when it comes to that sort of scenario. I don't know. We would really have to talk for, like, the whole party yeah. and be
1: like, oh my god, I love you, and I would probably have added her on Facebook first. Right. That's what I was getting at with the scenario. I was setting it up that, like, you've met some new people, you want to you wanna see them again, but you get a friend request from this girl, Rebecca, who you only spoke to briefly. Mm, okay. So she wasn't one of the people that you had that, like, really fun time with. Right. And maybe you were logging onto Facebook to uh, send a Facebook request to the people you did have a good time with, and you just happened to see Rebecca.
0: Yeah.
1: So this goes on to the topic of today's episode friends or acquaintances, how to tell the difference? Uh how? How? The age old <laughs> question. <tell> us. <laughs> Um, Nobody knows. Yeah, like, people have been asking this for, like, centuries. It's amazing that no one's answered it until today. Like, <laughs> sorry, guys. We're here to end the mystery. <laughs> we're going to tell you how to spot the difference. <laughs> so, Mary, what do you think the difference is between having a friend and an acquaintance? Like, just real basic. I th- think a f- acquaintance is...
0: Someone that you've met maybe once, Mm -hmm. quite briefly, but you remember their name and you like remember details about them, but you don't suppose you're going to see them again, really. Mm -hmm. Or if you do, it'll probably be at like, if we're taking the party as an example, it might be at another party and you just need more time to get to know them. Mm -hmm. even if it's like a one-off meeting you still need to know more about them but you're willing to and you're open to it
1: yeah i think that's definitely key especially for me when i'm meeting new people um sometimes i won't even like class a person as an acquaintance unless i've seen maybe something in them like a quality or maybe we have a shared interest unless i see that then i don't really think anything of it you know And I think a lot of the times, like, if you're in a class situation at school, maybe, you know, you're in class with them. You're not, like, trying to be friends with them or open necessarily to the possibility of going deeper into that potential friendship, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I've written down some ways to spot a friend. Would you care to read the first? So... One, you can rely on them to be
0: there for you in the middle of the night. Very true. In the dark of the night. Yes. When evil will find you.
1: In the dark of the night, the evil will find, find you. you. <laughs> <laughs> point two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so point two is that you can be truly authentic and real with them, such as is with me and Mary at this moment. Just, you know, riffing on that Anastasia Romanov. <laughs> oh my gosh i need to watch that movie again i love it it's, it's like movie. my favorite movie to watch when i'm sick you know Aww. it just like makes me happy just makes me feel good yeah. yeah and also i can take a nap to it it's a really depressing topic though i know right <laughs> uh do you want to read anyway <laughs> number
0: three <laughs> <laughs> number three they can keep a secret yeah got a secret like
1: can you keep i was the- gonna <laughs> this one you'll say then lock it, lock it in your, your pocket, it this one, one to, to the, the grave. grave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think it's really important so, for... W- wait, whoa. Calm down, Mary. Calm down. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> I think it's really important to be able to trust friends with secrets. And so that's why I think this one is really important because I think that would definitely establish a friendship over an acquaintanceship, you know, being able to... Trust them with your deepest and darkest secret. Um, The next one is that they keep you accountable. So, like, if you make plans and you are like, oh, I don't want to go to Susie's soccer game. And they're like, but you promised her that you'd be there and you missed the last one. Then you'd be like, oh, dang. You're right. (laughs) I gotta go. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: And then the... Next one is accept you for who you are and doesn't judge. So that's both ways. You mm-hmm. accept them and they accept you.
1: Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the last point is that they are quick to listen and slow to offer advice. So that means that they're really taking in what you're saying and they're thinking about what they're going to say back rather than just going off the top of their head. Yeah. You know, they're actually giving it some thought um, and that shows that they are i would say um they care about giving exactly like they care about what
0: they're giving you
1: yes thank you mary that's exactly what i wanted to say you're welcome so those are like six ways to spot a friend but i would say it's pretty easy to spot an acquaintance um but i will say like if you are unsure about whether they see you as a friend or as an acquaintance or vice versa, we do have a few ways that you can pretty easily tell what the deal is, you know? Mary, do you want to read the first? Sure. So the first is that you use proper
0: and polite language. So I have a couple of things to say about this. One, we're going to harken back to our last episode when we talked about historic stuff. And... I realized when I read that, that back in like the Regency era and up until really like probably 1930, like when you met someone, you always called them like by their last name. Mm. So it'd be like Miss Mooney or Mrs. Mooney or whatever (laughs) marriage thing you were in. (laughs) Right, right, right. And it was very rare for you to call someone by their first name unless you really knew them. In public, I would call you Miss Mooney. You would call me Miss Aikman. And then maybe in private, we would call each other, like, Sienna and Mary. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, I would call... I'm sorry. And just, like, thinking about having to call Pappy, (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Paph That would be really, really bizarre. (laughs) So weird. But also, it's a really good signifier of, like, a relationship status. Mm -hmm. But also, in a lot of, like, Eastern countries they use, like, honorifics at the end of their names. So, like, depending on your relationship with someone or how you were in, like, social standing, you would use a different honorific, and that was that's, like, a way for you to know, like, is this person my friend? Are they, like, someone who I need to be respect? Or are they someone, like, I really know well? If I really know them well, I call them by their first name if I don't know them well, I call. I still call them by their last name plus honorific. Mm. Or even if you do know them well, you still call them by their last name, but honorific. But it is only when you're, like, really close friends with someone do you just call them by their first name. Right. So we don't really have that in Western culture. I guess, like, Mr. or Mrs. are a similar thing, but we've pretty much
1: dropped them in, like, modern society. Yeah. I just wanted to go off on that. (laughs) No, I think that's an excellent point. Um, I will say that I think another way to interpret this is that you're saying, like, how have you been? Rather than, like, oh, what are you up to? Right, right. You know, you're speaking just a little bit more uh, stiffly than maybe you would with someone you're more comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And also, um, in terms of names, if you're just an acquaintance, you might call them for instance they might call me sienna but if we're really good friends they might just call me cc uh so you know you might have a nickname if you're better friends with them or they might say oh i i prefer to be called this so i think that's a good indicator as well of the level of intimacy in the friendship and what actually made me
0: think of that is just the use of language in japan like they have like proper Language and, like, lax language. And you really only use the lax language if you're, like, friends with someone. It depends on, like, age difference as well. Um, There's a lot of factors, but that's what, when I read that, that's the first thing that came into my Mm. head, so.
1: Yeah, and also, like, in French, uh, when you're speaking to someone that you don't know, you use vous. But if you're speaking to someone that you know informally, you say tu. So, Uh. it's definitely, like, a language thing, for sure. Um, The next thing is that they like your social media instead of commenting on it. I think that one's pretty, like, self-explanatory. Like, say, for instance, that you just lost your job. And they just like your social media, saying, like, oh, I saw this. And I just wanted to let you know I saw it. Rather than, like, commenting and being like, dude, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Right, right. So, yeah. Next point is... Awkward silences
0: during alone time.
1: Yes, yes. This one sucks. Especially, like, if you are just starting to get to know a person um, and you're trying to figure out, like, the new uh, way that the conversation flows. There's going to be a lot of awkward silences. But I think if you feel like you should have gotten past that point and there still are awkward silences, then they're probably not as close to you as you wish i think is that right
0: yeah and i think also like maybe that relationship just isn't gonna work out yeah um because just some people don't click well like they just don't like you you have a lot of similarities you go to the same school or what have Mm -hmm. you but if you can't get past like just talking without it being awkward um and not even like awkward talking but like, you know the difference between awkward silence and, like, normal silence.
1: Yeah, like, a pause in a conversation is normal. But, like, if you feel like you've run out of everything you had to say and they're not, like, picking up the thread or, you know, vice versa, then ugh, that's probably just, like, it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: I had this happen to a fr- uh, I-, I will call her a friend even though, like – there was a lot of awkward pauses in the conversation, but I think it was like one, we hadn't seen each other for over a year. And the last Mm -hmm. time we'd seen each other, like we were initially friends in person. Like we were never online friends and we haven't really like kept up our friendship online at all. So I hadn't seen her in over a year. And the last time I'd seen her, it was like very briefly. And we pretty much always hung out with another person. There was maybe a couple times that we hung out alone, and I don't remember those times being awkward, so I think it was probably just, like, a time issue. Like, we just hadn't seen each other for a long time. Yeah. But I remember when we were talking and we, like, for the most part, we are pretty good. But there was a couple times when, like, we would stop talking about, like, we had just been talking for, like, 30 minutes about one topic. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, we're done with it. And it was, like, it was a little weird Mm. and i was a little sad about it because i was like oh no like yeah because i think of her as like a one of my good friends from college so it was like okay that's that's sad but what i'm saying is that like people can also become acquaintances after they were like close friends yeah i think the trajectory doesn't have to be acquaintance friend it can sometimes be acquaintance friend acquaintance you know absolutely
1: and um especially like since i've moved to another country there's a lot of people in my life that i haven't seen for years and years and our only contact is through social media and so a lot of the time like i'll like their stuff they'll like mine but we don't talk or if we do talk like we Mm -hmm. comment on one another's stuff it's always very polite and proper and nice it's never like oh, here's an inside joke we used to have, and blah, blah, blah. It's always just... Yeah. It's friendly. Friendly and nice. And the last point uh, we have... um, There are so many ways to tell an acquaintance, but these are just, like, four that I think sum it up pretty succinctly. Um, The last point I have is that they're not likely to initiate hangouts, such as, like, they'll say want to grab a drink sometime rather than saying want to grab a drink tonight. So they kind of just leave it open-ended. And for me, when someone does that, or if I do that, it's kind of like you're hoping that maybe the other person will um, finish the plans or want to agree to do it soon. But um, I think also leaving it open-ended takes a lot of the... Risk out of inviting someone somewhere and, like, you know, it not working out and blah blah blah. You know, people have different schedules, things don't always line up. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty common though to be like, Oh, yeah, we should hang out. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times I've had people say that to me, like, We should hang out, we should meet up, and we never do for whatever reason. And it might just be that. Uh, we're just acquaintances and we're just meant to be acquaintances but you know sometimes it does work out so yeah so we've talked
0: a little bit about the difference between the two Mm -hmm. but why is it important that we distinguish between them do you think
1: well for me i feel like it's important to tell the difference because um like let's say i have two people one of which Is um, the acquaintance, one of which is more on the friend side. If I have to decide between spending time between these two people, I think I'd rather spend my time with the friend rather than the acquaintance, you know? Like, I want to cultivate that friendship and um, be a good friend, whereas the acquaintance, like, either I'm not that interested in taking it to the next step or they're not interested taking it to the next step. But either way, it's kind of like, it's an unknown variable. Whereas with the friend, I am more invested, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. But I can also flip that and say, then you sometimes know who to put a little bit more time with because like you're friends with the friend, but you're not friends with the acquaintance. So like That's true. one of these actually needs more cultivating than the other um Hmm. in like really basic terms so you can look at it that way as well yeah I also think it's really important that we distinguish between them because sometimes you don't it can be damaging if you think you're friends with someone and they think you all are just acquaintances. Oh, yes. (laughs) You need to be able to like strictly say, okay, I know this person is an acquaintance. Mm -hmm. I know this person is a friend so that that awkward or
1: weirdness like won't ever come up right on either side. Yeah, I totally agree. I've had that. I feel like I've had that happen to me so many times where I think I'm better friends with someone than I am. And then it feels really awkward when you find out, Oh, I'm wrong about this. Um, and I also like your point about maybe needing to spend some more time with the acquaintance rather than the friend, because um, I hadn't thought about that. And I think that's mostly because, like, when you have an acquaintance, you don't necessarily know what they think about the relationship between you you know Mm -hmm. and that's for me pretty scary because obviously i don't like rejection i don't really know many people who do so i wouldn't want to be investing all this time into an acquaintanceship that potentially is going to lead to a dead end you know right that makes sense
0: it's a tricky it's a tricky Mm. thing is what we're learning
1: it (laughs) is (laughs) um okay well i think we've we've hit the break do you want to take a, a break sure all right
0: we'll gonna... see you guys in a second or a couple minutes or i
1: don't even know <laughs> it could be years Yes, yeah, stay tuned guys uh when we get back we're going to talk about how y- you can um try turning an acquaintance into a friend so stay tuned <laughs> Hey guys, it's Sienna here. Thank you so much for listening to episode 16 of Make New Friends. I hope you guys are digging the episode so far. I know Mary and I really enjoyed recording it, so hopefully you guys are liking it too. Anyway, let's get on with the break, shall we? As you guys know by now, we don't pay to advertise the podcast in any way. Uh, but if you're liking what we're doing here at Make New Friends, we would greatly appreciate if you spread that good, good word. You know what I'm talking about, folks. Tell your cousins your second cousins, your third cousin twice removed. Uh, You don't even have to just keep it in the family. You could tell your next door neighbor. However you feel like sharing the podcast, we sincerely appreciate it. But actually, one of my favorite ways to uh, see support for Make New Friends is through iTunes reviews. Yeah, these are great because it not only helps the podcast grow it introduces new people to the podcast and they get a little bit of insight into what the listeners are picking up and I like reading it because it's so it's so cool to see your guys's reaction and I just I it it just warms my heart I don't know what else to say about that so if you want to leave us a review on iTunes it is very easy to do and I would I would probably cry if you did so um you know shout out if you like making me cry (laughs) Anyway, um, that's about it for me. Uh, the next episode of Make New Friends will be out on November 8th. And with that, back to the episode. Welcome back. Yes, welcome. We're going
0: to talk, like we just said, a while ago, <laughs> a year ago, about how to make acquaintances into your friends. Mm. Because... Everybody wants to make new friends. It's That's true. That's why we're here.
1: Yeah. Um, but first, I wanted to ask you whether or not you think some people are meant to stay acquaintances. Yes.
0: I think so. I don't think you ever, like, think of someone go, you know what? I'm going to keep them my acquaintance forever. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely think that having acquaintances in your life as humans is just a good thing mm-hmm. because with acquaintances, you can always feel like there's people who are there and that you know and that you like, but it's never like you're completely friendless, you know?
1: That's true. Yeah. Am I explaining myself correctly here? I think I am. Yeah, I think so. It certainly makes me feel a lot less lonely. Like I feel like yeah, throughout the podcast so far, I've been like, I have no friends, but I mean, that might be true. But I do have acquaintances, you know, so... Right. Take it with a
0: grain of salt. And I think it might, in some way, just be a part of the natural order that, like, you just have levels of varying degrees of how you know someone, and it's just a part of how we work as, like, humans to create social uh, structures around us, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Well... Let's get into those tips on how to turn an acquaintance into a friend, shall we? Sure. Because, like, I feel like I have a ton of acquaintances, and I'm sure some of them would make excellent friends, so I feel like this is, like, kind of for me, from me to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll just leave. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sure you could use it, too. Oh, yeah. I'm also... I, I can, though. I feel like there are some people that you know that could probably use these tips, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll share our knowledge with you all. Okay. So the first thing in this list is to give yourself a personality makeover. And that sounds super fun. Like montage, go to the mall and, uh, you know, try on all (laughs) these dresses, but, um, for your personality, you know? So the first thing you need to do is just like assess yourself and see if maybe you have any qualities that make you unapproachable. So for instance, if, you are just like uh, really closed off to the world for instance yeah or have social anxiety like me you have a resting bitch face yeah those are all great things um so that's like three (laughs) things (laughs) um the next thing you can do is you can make a list of like about three to five ways that you could improve yourself if like you know magic was real and you just wave a wand and it's gone and then the third step is to just fake it like act like you are that person and surely enough over time you will be so Mm -hmm. yeah fake it till you make it and i want to comment that this
0: tip doesn't mean like change yourself so you can make friends no like that's not what we're saying (laughs) we're saying is that like Everybody has areas that they can improve on. Mm -hmm. And if you're proactive in trying to work on those things, like it will make you a better person and thus probably a better friend. Exactly. Or someone who's able to make friends more easily, whether like I think the issues or the things that we could fix that you brought up, Cece, are like really good. Like maybe you are closed off to the world. Maybe you are like blunt and you say things that like someone – shouldn't say to someone when they've just met them an hour ago
1: you know yeah (laughs) yeah i i get you and i think it's not that you're a bad person it's not that you have to alter yourself it's you need to look inward and see where you could improve and um take steps to do that whether that's like you know faking it or maybe if you have social anxiety um possibly going and seeing a therapist and getting some counseling for it Mm. to give you the tools to um, handle it and build confidence. That's something that I'm doing. So it's fine. Faking it till you make it is something everybody does and you don't have to feel bad about it. So
0: yeah. The next step is once you've met some new people, invite them to stuff. Yes. We've mentioned this a ton of times on the podcast at different points that like you're not going to be friends with someone unless you actually hang out with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, weird, right? (laughs) So you should do that is what I'm saying. This says that most people are followers and are happy to be around someone who's willing to be the leader. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good point. For me, a lot of times I've like – when I first went to my new master's program or when I've started an internship, I'll like make a Facebook group (laughs) and add everyone to the Facebook group because one, that's just a really good way in case like things come up or like you have questions, you can leave them there. Right. But also I've always thought of it as like a really good social planning tool. But a lot of the times it's like, okay, I made the step to make the group and add everybody. Now you guys got to plan shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's interesting that that's your technique, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's really helpful. Um, I know that if I was in a group where someone made like a a Facebook group where we could get together and post stuff, I would be really thankful for that because I wouldn't want to have to be in charge of it. I think there have been times where I have been that person, but overall I think I'm definitely more of a follower. I don't like reaching out as evidenced by like every interaction with a new person. I just, ugh, I hate doing it. So I'm always super grateful when people invite me to things. Um, Even if I do say like, no, sorry, I'm very anxious. I cannot make it. It's still like, it's like something I remember. Like they invited me to something. And so if you flip that, and if you're the one who invites them, like say, oh, I really want to see this movie. Let me just see if they want to go with me, because I'm going to go anyway. But, you know, maybe this could be a a cool chance to bond. And they say yes. Awesome. You get to go see a movie, and you get to, like, try out some conversation. (laughs) Nice. Sounds like a good time. (laughs) Shut up, Mary. That's what I do. (laughs) I'm going to try out my conversation tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, The next tip is to be generous. Um, So basically just, like, do favors for people. Like, ask if anyone wants a drink from the bar or if they need anything from the store. Like, if you're on your way to get a coffee or something and you're about to meet up with someone, maybe just ask if they want anything. Um, Mm -hmm. It goes a long way, I think, and they'll remember you for it. If you're going out of your way to just, like, you know do something nice, um, is really helpful. And also if your friend looks stressed, ask if there's anything you can do to help lighten the load. Um, or if you see maybe like an article or a meme or something that you think they'll like, send it to them. I mean, it just shows that you're thinking about them and you're taking them into consideration. And, um, I know whenever someone does that for me, it means a lot, even if it's like, just like a stupid meme. It's it makes me laugh, it makes me smile. It's nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, this isn't an acquaintance, but my cousin and even her mom as well. Well, like they're the kind of people who if they see something on Instagram, they'll like send it to me and oh I'm just like, gosh. "Why are you sending this to me?" But then at the same time, I'm like, "Oh, thank you for thinking of me." Yeah. <laughs> like, "Why are you looking at memes on Instagram?" It's okay. Thanks for sending. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's nice. There's no harm in it. Yes. So
0: the next point is that don't keep score about who's contacting who.
1: And that's really hard, y'all. That's really hard.
0: Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> it, is, it is hard because, like, don't do it up into a point, you know? Yeah. Like, if it gets to a point where you have repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly asked someone to do something
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they haven't gotten back to you on it or they did maybe once – they probably just don't want to be your friend or they have issues that, like, you're not going to help with and that they have to sort out themselves. Yeah. But on the most part, I would say most people aren't like it. It's just like, oh, they missed the message or they forgot about it. Like, they saw it in the middle of the night. They put down their phone, forgot about it. Yeah. When it's like that, it is kind of damaging to keep score because it's like you need to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> you're just trying to make friends with someone. It isn't a competition.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like – um So I will often get like text messages from a friend and if I'm doing something or if I just don't feel like responding at the moment, I won't open it. So it'll still be on my phone. It'll still be there. And that way I'll remember the next time I pick up my phone to respond or whatever. And it doesn't have to be like a huge response. It can just be like, oh, LOL, I know or something, you know? But, um, another thing that's important to remember is that sometimes people go through different things in their life that make it harder for them to initiate conversation. Like, maybe something's changed or they're going through a rough patch and they just don't feel like talking. But it is helpful to remember that some people just aren't going to be the initiator in the conversation. Like myself, like, unless, like you, Mary, like, unless I need something, I probably won't be the first to reach out. Right. But, you know, if someone reaches out and wants to talk, I usually... I'm down for that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just, like, I don't like making that first step because I'm really afraid of rejection. So I just... I never... I never do that. Um, So I think that's also important to just remember when you're looking at your conversations and saying, like, I'm always the one who's reaching out first. Like, try not to take it so personally and just remember, you know, everyone has their own stuff. And, um it's not necessarily a knock towards you as a friend or acquaintance or whatever. It might just be them. Right. The next tip is to be reliable. This one is, I feel like just pretty straightforward. You know, if you say you're going to do something, just do it. But if you can't do it, um, just be honest with them and tell them, give them a call ahead of time. Say, if you can't make it to that movie, and just let them know and be honest about why you can't make it. Don't be like, oh, oh, sorry, I I have to wash my cat, you know? Gotta blow dry my hair. <laughs> yeah, it's like, people can see right through that, you know? And even if they, like, let you off the hook and say, like, oh, yeah, sure, no worries. It's just, like, you're gonna feel bad about it. And, like, they are probably gonna know that you didn't have to wash your cat, you didn't have to blow dry your hair, all this stuff. And... It just sucks to be flaked out on, you know? And so just, like, don't leave it to the last minute. If you do have to flake on someone, people usually forgive you for stuff, like, especially extenuating circumstances, like, say your car broke down or you just checked your bank account and you realized you don't have any money. And if that is the reason why you can't make it there, then, you know, let them know.
0: I have nothing to comment. I agree. (laughs) pretty much. Good, good. Um yeah. Okay. Moving on. Smile is our next tip. Also straightforward. As the saying goes, smile and the world smiles with you. Frown and you frown alone. Oh jeez. I didn't even know the second half of that actually. <laughs> I've only ever heard the first half. Neither did I. <laughs> but a huge thing about becoming friends with people or getting to know people better is that you just have to be open and willing. Yeah. And there's nothing more telling than a smile that you're open and willing, like, mm. to have a conversation or, like, meet someone new, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're having fun,
1: you're probably smiling. If you're not <laughs> having fun... You're probably frowning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So... This goes on to say, resist the temptation to relate to people through complaining or by dissing a mutual acquaintance. And I'm not saying it's bad to complain or that you can't complain or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just that if your friendship is founded on complaining to each other or shit talking a mutual friend, like, that's not good. That's not a healthy relationship. And, like, that's also just bad behavior, to your other friend as well. So definitely don't do that. And (laughs) if you feel like that's something that you have to do to be friends with this person, take a step back, reassess the situation and approach it from a different perspective. And I think, you know, you might be feeling a lot less, I don't know, like upset. I feel like if I was going to a friend to complain all the time, I would be feeling pretty upset in general. So yeah, maybe just, just take a step back and just try smiling, you know, fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if fake smiling is the best, but hey, <laughs> you, you could try it. Yeah. It goes along with the first uh, tip. Yeah. The next one we have is when you're in a conversation, just act interested, even if you're not. And basically like... Fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. Fake it till you make it. Um, Continued. Yeah. Like people like being listened to so it's really helpful to just ask questions and ask for more details ask what they learned stuff like that because that shows that you are paying attention to what they're saying and that you're like you're giving them your time Mm -hmm. and you're interested even if you're not like i think it says a lot about a person if you're acting interested in what the other person is saying it shows that you're you want to put forward this effort And maybe you're going through some stuff at the moment, but you also want to be there for your friend. So it shows a little bit of like patience and maybe like sacrifice, I guess. I don't know, sacrifice seems really heavy for this, but yeah. It's also important to remember not to segue into your own story until you can be sure that your friend has finished theirs, because you don't want to cut them off in the middle of like talking about how they're, grandma just passed away and they're really upset about it. Oh God. <laughs> so, to talk about how you uh, failed the SATs. Like those two aren't really on the same level. So just like give them their, their time in the sunshine. And mm-hmm. then there will be a natural segue when they ask like, what about you? I'm sorry. I've been talking about myself this mm-hmm. whole time. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Right. The next
0: tip is when talking to someone, Make and keep eye contact with them. Use the person's name every now and then. And lean in a little when the person is talking. Uh, Have you heard of, like, the... I don't know what it's called officially. It's, like, the love test or something. I don't know. It's, like, this, like, series of questions that you're, like, supposed to, like, fall in love with someone if you, like, sit and, like, stare them in the eyes and, like, ask these questions. Oh, my gosh, no. I've never done it, but I've heard about it, and I know friends that have, like, done it on each other, and it's just, like, apparently, like, scientifically, when you, like, stare someone in the eyes and ask these specific questions, like, you immediately become closer to that person. Whoa. Because of, like, the quality of the questions plus the fact that you're looking them in the eyes. So with that in mind... You should make – like, making eye contact, one, is just respectful and, like, shows that you're listening. Also, like, especially if it's someone, like, you're pretty new acquaintances with, using their name shows that you're actually, like, aware of who they are. Because a lot of the time you, like, meet people and they introduce – you guys introduce each other or introduce yourselves and – like, you immediately forget the name or it's, like, so loud that you didn't really hear the name. You just pretended like you did. Yeah. So (laughs) using a person's name, like, gives them a clue that you're, like, engaged and that you, like, are recognizing them. Yeah. I've never actually, like, leaned in when talking to someone. I don't know if you've ever done that. I, I don't think it's
1: something that you, like, consciously do. No, yeah. It's definitely, I would say, like, a natural response. Like, oh my gosh, like, you can see right now that I'm like, I'm engaged and I'm... True, uh, yeah. My whole body's responding to what you're saying. It's not just, like, my eyes, like, with my eyebrows raised. Yeah, yeah. Saying, oh my gosh, that would be really creepy. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, um... (laughs) one thing that i do with eye contact is i feel like a lot of the time when someone is speaking to me i make eye contact so intently this is definitely my anxiety that's telling me that they're gonna notice that i'm staring at them and so they're gonna think i'm weird but um in reality it's probably not that way so If you're uncomfortable making eye contact at first, like just keep doing it and maybe try like blinking a little. That can definitely help make it less creepy. (laughs) Try not being a robot, please. Yeah, just a little bit. The next tip is that when there's a problem in the relationship, identify it and work on the problem, not the person. So basically like If something's going wrong, or you've had a disagreement, an argument, anything like that, instead of blaming them, talk about how the two of you can solve the problem together. And this is, like, a huge step in becoming actually friends rather than acquaintances, because you are realizing that we are both in this together, and you're also saying that you're going to apologize for whatever part you played in the issue, so that you can focus on it and you can move forward and i think that's also very mature is to share the blame Um, but also you don't want to absolve them of any of the blame just so they'll be your friend right for instance i have had times where i've just blanket apology i don't even know what the problem is but immediately i've just apologized i've accepted the entirety of the blame it's all on me i'm the bad friend Please let me make it up to you. And that's very problematic because then you're not working on the problem together. You're not giving them a chance to say, hey, I messed up too. And here's what I can do to make sure I am less likely to mess up in the future. So just keep that in mind. Like, because you're in a fight, it's not always your fault. It's not always their fault. It's usually shared. So... Yes. Agreed. Good. (laughs) Mary's uh, signature of approval. Approval? Approval. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you want to read the last one?
0: So the very last one is a combination of pretty much everything that we've just stated is that you just need to show people you care Mm -hmm. so for example if you haven't seen anyone for a while um even if they're like still an acquaintance you should still like call them or like text them and just see if they're sick if they're having any trouble or just like check in on them yeah because and i i know that it can It'll probably seem weird, especially if you aren't that great of friends yet, but like you have to become great friends at some point and this is a way to do it. So whatever their issues are, if they are not having issues, you should be supportive and um, you should ask them, like we said, ask them questions, like be attentive to the details about their life. And then
1: things usually go well from there. No, yeah, I think this is what I struggle with the most is, like, keeping in touch and reaching out as well. Because, like, I've said a million times before, like, I'm afraid of rejection. And my mind always goes to the fact that I'm so certain that they hate me for this one stupid thing I said, like, millions of years ago. So it's not always easy to convince myself to reach out first but it does help if I'm like oh did you hear about this or hey I saw this and I thought of you because then hopefully they'll say like oh lol that's funny love it or something or whatever it just gets the conversation started without me having to be like hey I haven't heard from you in three weeks how are you is everything okay I'm so worried about you you know so but it is really important to like just make sure that they know you're thinking of them and they know that you are there in case they need it.
0: And that is it. Those are Ooh. our tips. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. And <laughs> a lot of them relate to each other. But we hope that you can mull things over. And if there are people, like, take a moment and think about the people in your life who are acquaintances and that you may want to become closer with and maybe come up with, like, an, a plan, like, a strategy. Yeah. And use our tips. Say, okay, I'm going to use tips 7, 4, and 2. And we're going <laughs> to squash that beef that isn't there. But we're going to become better
1: friends. <laughs> no, I, I could definitely see myself using a lot of these tips. And I actually have a few people in mind that I could try them out on. So who knows? Maybe um, these acquaintances in my life will become friends sooner than I thought
0: yeah you can check back in and let us know <laughs> yeah I'll <laughs> update
1: you don't worry thanks um okay well thanks for listening to make new friends do you have a story about friendship you'd like to share email us at making friends podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter and facebook at new friends pod special thanks to our producer alex papworth and music by max wallace For show notes, research, blog posts, and more, head on over to MakeNewFriendsPodcast.com and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!